the Yavama status is retained, then he should not be able to divorce her and remarry her. Mm-hmm. So that's really going to be our, our question now, is that, um, again, uh, the, uh, when the uh, brother chooses to do Yibam, and then she becomes his wife, and we're saying that she's a total wife, as it says on the top of Chafa Manav Hashem So why don't, didn't we say she's still a Yavama, she's still a widow? So, and, and this is what we're trying to figure out. Like, she's sort of his wife, but she's sort of, sort of still a Yavama. So, how do we balance the two? In other words, he originally only took her because the Torah gave him a mitzvah. But now that the Torah did, she became a regular wife. You can only, uh, the mitzvah, that was initially. Now she's a regular wife. So that's really the question. And she should need chalitza. Uh, it shouldn't be a get. If she's a Yavama, the way you, you mm-hmm. decide to send a Yavama away is with... He, he's deciding he no longer wants to build that house. Mm-hmm. So why is it a get? A get is for a wife. Chalitza is for a Yavama. She's a Yavama wife. So which one is she? So, but, but you could even think that mm-hmm. it would make a difference on whether or not a child was born to them. Okay. Because then if the child was born, he's fulfilled his mitzvah of, of building the house. I think he only has to try to build the house, by the way. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I, I understand that. Yeah, because right. it's not, you, you can't say he's required to have a child, which you don't know that he, he mm-hmm. can. Right, she right. could be a problem. Right. So that's our question now, which is when the brother takes his deceased brother's wife and marries her, and we said she becomes a full wife. And if he decides to divorce her at that time, he does. He divorces her with the tool for divorcing a wife, which is a divorce. But he doesn't separate from her with the tool for divorcing a yavama, which is chalitza. Why is that? If she's still a yavama, if he's still in the process of building the brother's house and deciding that, nah, not for him, why doesn't he do chalitza at that time? Why is it that she's... Um, uh, if she's still his Yavama, why, why does, how does he give her a divorce? The Torah says it, he takes her, but once he takes her, she's a wife. Uh, what? It's too late for Chalitza, right? But, yeah, but he did Yibam once, and she became his wife. And then he decides he no longer wants to keep on building. So is she his Yavama or is she his wife? Right. So the problem would right. say mm-hmm. so, that, right. that, she, that she's not. So the challenge is we have parts of the psukim that imply that she's a wife, and we have parts of the psukim that imply that, that she's a Yavama. So we're trying to figure out how do we draw the line. How do we know it's either she's a Yavama and you could give her Chalitza or she's Nasik Ishto the Koldover? So the Morris said, Mistavra. It's logical over here. Shadi Atera Hatera, Mishadi Asura Asura. We put the, um, um, we were lenient. To say that she no longer needs chalitza, um, the uh, when a person marries their brother's wife, um, the um, 
basically there's two cases. One is where it's a regular brother, and one is where it's a, a uh, it's a brother that never existed. It's the Eishasai, the brother that never met. So when it's the the uh, brother that existed that that he met the brother, so then we say she's a regular wife. We basically we know there's one case where he gives a divorce, and then there's one case where there's no um, uh, where there's no mitzvah to marry her. So we can assume that the case uh, where, that the case where he has no mitzvah to marry her, that would be the Eishasach Shalohai Bolamo, the brother that never met her. And we'll assume the case where she's like a regular wife, that would be the um, uh, that would be for the purposes of divorce, where he no longer needs chalitza. So that, that's what we want to say. Both, let's see Rashi, Shadi Ahatera, four lines down, that he takes her as a wife and she doesn't eat chalitza, Ahatera, the regular case. Where everything is simple, a person just marries her brother's wife, he no longer likes her, he gives a divorce. And when do we say she's still a Yavama? That's When the brother never met her to begin with, and then he's born afterwards, so then his second brother dies, and since we know there's one case where we still look at her as a Yavama, it's the same, I mean, the, his brother number two married this, uh, did Yivam, and now she's fully brother number two's wife. So why are we forbidding brother number three? Because the answer is we have one case of forbidden and one case of permitted. It makes sense to forbid the brother that never met her. That's, that's basically what it comes out. According to Rushimin, uh, who said that as long as when he arrives in the world, he never had a time where he was, uh, um, she was forbidden to him as the Yeshesach, which at, at the moment when he came, she was happily married to brother number two. So now the more wants to ask on Rushimin. Elamiata, according to that. So let's just pause for a second and talk about Roshimin. Everybody agrees if it's a brother that he never met, there's no mitzvah to marry his wife, and he's forbidden to marry that brother's wife. But according to Roshimin, if this brother number two marries her and she becomes brother number two's wife, so when the new brother is born and then brother number two dies, the, the brother number three, the new brother, now can marry her. Why? Because. Uh, it's almost like she's no longer brother number one's wife. Now she's brother number two's wife, as far as he's concerned. It's almost like she's, she's become, uh, as far as he's concerned, he never met her as brother number one's wife. He only knows his brother number two's wife, brother number two he shared the world with. So according to Rashimin, once, uh, uh, once the, somebody's married to, to her and, and it, 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 the, the, he, she was never rejected from him, that's okay. Alamiato, if that's true, so this is kind of a funny case. It's very unusual that the Gemara asks a case where it doesn't really mean it. This is one of those cases. But let, let's see. Achoso mi'ima. Artsko has a good chart on this, by the way. Just if you like to. Uh, if a person has a half-sister, shenasa achi me'avi, that marries a half-brother from the father's side, which is okay, because the, the brother from the father's side isn't related to his sister from the mother's side. Uh, and they have a child. And, uh, and then, uh, who's his brother? And then uh, his brother dies without children. Does he have a mitzvah even with his sister? Why? Uh, basically, if we look at it like now, he's becoming his brother. And the brother that's there is the one that he met. So does that mean he's allowed to marry his sister? Because when he finds, when he meets her, uh, so to speak, she's married to 
uh, she's married to his brother, and therefore she doesn't have her own identity. Uh, we're trying to take this to an extreme. This, uh, the, the woman that was married to brother number one, going back to our case of three brothers, she's the Asha Sakshalu Hayobolamo. And we said that once brother number two marries her, so as long as brother number two married her before brother number three arrived, that marriage took off the Asha Sakshalu Hayobolamo. Sort of like once, you, once she's married, we don't have to worry about the past history. It's almost like the old history is erased. And that's what happened. People get married. It's like the, you, you deal with the new history. So if that's true, you deal with the new history. Are you telling me that we're going to ignore if he's married to his sister and say, well, she's his brother's wife. She's not his sister. Of course she's his sister. So too, in this case, you're telling me he's his new brother's wife, the one that he met. So what? He's, she's still the brother that he never met. So how does one erase the other is the question. Just like you could never erase your sister, how do you erase the brother you never met? She was his wife. Uh, where'd it go? So, Hakanami, uh, The more it says, there's a big difference. And that is, uh, your sister, you're never going to be able to marry your sister. Whereas, your brother's wife, there's a scenario where you can marry your brother's wife. And if currently it's a brother that you know, and that brother dies, the Torah gives you a mitzvah. That, that doesn't bother us that she might have been in a previous marriage what that would have been. You have to look at where they are now. Uh, I, the sister, the sister is always a sister. So that's, that's what we want to say. Okay, fine. So this was just a little bit of fleshing out these, these two contradictory ideas. When somebody has two marriages... Uh, somebody's married twice. She married the brother number one. And then brother number two does Yibam. Does that erase the fact that she, uh, she's, she's totally brother number two's wife, but still she was brother number one. So that's really been our question as far as brother number three. Uh, how do we look at it? Okay, very interesting. Uh, uh, you, could, you could argue both sides on, on some of those things very well. New mission. This is the rule called for Yavama. So this rule, we actually, is the very first rule we learned in Yavama three weeks ago, which is that uh, uh, if the woman who you're called on to do Yibam, you're related to, you have no mitzvah of Yibam. Right? We had the 15 ervas. That was, that was very simple. That, that got complicated because we talked about the co-wife. <laughs> but it was simple. If you, your mother-in-law, your daughter, whatever, there's no mitzvah of yibam. If the woman who you're supposed to do yibam don't, is, is forbidden to you. So, kol shuhi iser erva. If this woman who was married to your brother is an erva of yours, somebody you're forbidden to marry, lo choletzis, lo misabemis. You're out, you're, there's, no, there's no yibam there. Fine, that we had already. Next. What about if she's not so forbidden? There's different levels of forbiddenness. And um, there's some women, uh, if you try to marry your daughter, you're still not married to her. No matter, you know, you can, you can propose to her, you can give her a ring, that the marriage doesn't become binding. It's not a, an iser erva you can never marry. It's, a, it's very forbidden. The person will be cut off for doing that. There are other marriages which uh, the Torah doesn't want you to do, but if a person did it, they're married. So that's called an Iser Mitzvah of Iser Kedusha. We'll see some examples of those mitzvahs. So in those cases, technically, that's your brother's wife. On the other hand, you don't want to build a house that was built crooked. So chaletzis lamisabemis. You give chalitza naivim. Okay, next case. Achosa shiyavimto. 
this is a little bit more complicated than it sounds right away because it's one of these three brothers, um, three brothers and two sisters <laughs> and a daughter-in-law. So, um, but okay, that's all in this case. Your sister, which is um, two, a, a sister of one's wife who falls to Yibam, choletzis omisabemis. If the other sister, normally when there's two sisters, you, uh, there's no mitzvah. The, the, if you remember, if there's two different brothers that die and there's two different sisters, you can't do Yibam because you can't marry two sisters. And if you were to marry one sister, she would be the sister of your zakuka, right? We had that before, where you're kind of sort of married, you're involved in both. No, nothing. The, but what happens uh-huh. if... It's automatically excluded. Right. If it's one of these right. sisters is forbidden to you, so then the other one wouldn't be, because the other one really never fell to you to yivim. So, achosa, if a sister, shehi yivim then you could do yivim chalitza. Okay, fine. Now we're going to try to explain the cases we had before. Isser mitzvah, what is that? Shnias, medivis, those, those are rabbinic relatives. The rabbis added on to list of relatives that you shouldn't marry. Isser kedusha, an isser because you're so holy. Alman l'kain gadol. Kain gadol is extra holy, he can't even marry a widow. Grusha v'chalutza, a kohen extra holy, he can't marry a divorced woman or a chalutza. Kohen hedin. Yisrael is extra holy, he can't marry a mamzeris. Now mamzeris is Jewish. But he can't, he's not supposed to marry. So, and the Sina, that's, that, this was a tribe of people that converted uh, who had very bad midos. It's, it's a whole story uh, in of itself about that tribe, the water carriers. Uh, but um, they, uh, they told some lies and they were accepted into the Jewish people. But they had uh, certain qualities that the, they made a decree not to marry into them. So when they see Israel, Ubas Israel, Nelson Lamamsa. So those are those are what we call Isr Kedusha. All of those uh, cases. Let's see the Gemara. We'll see more about it as well. Klaw, when we say a general rule, what do we come to include? Uh, so Omar Rav Rafmar, Papa Lasui Soros Islandis. The co wife of the islandist. The islandist was the woman who there's no house to build because she can't uh, she's missing parts. And that's like Rebasi, uh, that there's no Yibum. Uh, uh, the reason why, let's do that Rashi real quick and remind ourselves why you can't marry the islandist or the co-wife of the islandist. Uh, first Rashi on the Gemara, Lucia Saras Islandist, to include. Perakamadokha uh, Dovah said, the Erva Krina, because she's considered your brother's wife by islandist. Because the, there's only a mitzvah to marry your brother's wife if you can give birth to a child, Masher Taylor. The Kamele, she will never give birth. She's missing those parts. The Kamele Isra Shesach, she remains the brother's wife. Hilchak Sarasa Saraserva, and therefore the co wife is also the co wife of somebody you can't marry. So that's the, in other words, the, normally you don't think of her as an erva, you're not related to her, but you're related to her because she's your brother's wife. Um, Normally, the brother's wife, that's the whole idea. There's a mitzvah of Yibam, but over here, there's no mitzvah because there's no house to build. Your brother would never, there was never going to be a house there because she was missing the parts. Okay, Ikenamri calls some people listed a kol shisur isur erva, the asr sarasa. It's only if it's an erva, the co-wife is forbidden. Halo asr isur erva. If it wouldn't be a total isur erva, then the co-wife wouldn't be permitted. So isur lamute mai, what are we coming? Su lamute saras islandist below the kidrebasi. Uh, that that's uh, the question is: Is that included or is that not included in the 
co-wife, with the co-wife of the islandist, there are two opinions. So then we got to the more complicated case in the Mishnah that we mentioned, which is when there's the, there's, uh, the um, complicated in the sense that there's, there's uh, at least two, uh, two women falling to Yibam, and one of them is your wife's uh, two sisters. So a hosted man, whose sister are we talking about? Ilema, the Isra Mitzvah, uh, if we're talking about um, the um, that we're referring to your sister, keeping the Raisa Rami Kame, that Mina Torah, you can't marry your sister, there clearly you wouldn't have a mitzvah. It means a sister of an Isra Erva, and uh, in that case, you can't marry the other one, uh, so you'll never end up marrying two sisters. So then we said Isra Mitzvah Shnias. Uh, we said Isra Mitzvah were the rabbinic ones. It's a funny term, Shnias. What does that mean? Amai Karle Isra Mitzvah. Why are they called? Shnias were like secondary relatives. Um, why is it called Isra Mitzvah? Rabbi, Mitzvah Lishmoy Diver Chacham. It's a mitzvah to listen to the words of the sages. Why is that called Isra of Holies? It says they have a mitzvah to be Kaddish. Uh, when you honor a Kohen, you need to get the Kiddashto, you sanctify him. Tanya, Rehuda, Maklev, Isra Mitzvah. He changes, uh, they both agree that the, the Mishnah is talking about both cases. The question is which one's called Isra Mitzvah and which one's called Isra Kedusha. So he says, Isra Mitzvah, Amanokan Gadagushukhan Hedget. Why is that called Isra Mitzvah? Elam Mitzvah. These are mitzvahs. Uh, they have a mitzvah to marry a, a woman who's fit for them. Isra Kedusha, Shniyas, those are the rabbinic ones. Why are they called Kedusha? Rabbi, call Makaim Dirachamim. If you even keep the rabbinic things, Nikra uh, Kaddish, that's a holiness that, that you go the extra nine yards. Omele, Rabbi, Kosha, Ein Makaim Dirachamim. Do you mean to say, like, if you listen to Rabbanans, you're holy? And if you don't listen, you're not holy, but the low mikri rasha, nami low mikri, if you don't listen to the rabbanans, you're called wicked. Is it just a plus or is it average? El kadosh It means that the, since it was something that wasn't forbidden and was taken on, so then that's, um, that's called an isra kadusha. So we said, amana gadol. A kain gadol can't marry a widow. Now, the question is, is the widow a virgin or not? So if, if she's not a virgin, there's another problem. The kind God was supposed to marry a virgin. Now, if it's a widow from engagement, so then the marriage was never consummated. So then the only problem is she's a widow, but it's not a widow who's not a virgin. So it makes no difference. If she was fully married already, so then she's not a virgin. So then it's an essay in Losase for the kind God not to marry her. And then clearly the the essay of Yibam will not push the essay velosase. El Erisim. Even Mina Erisim, that's only a los that's only a lav. I why don't we say the mitzvah of Yibam Yitka Losase pushes off the lav because she's a virgin. Why do, why don't we say it just takes care of the lav of not marrying a widow? It's only one single lav. So Amrav Gido, Amarav, Amakra, also Yivimta Hashara, Shane Tamaloma Yivimta. It says you you go to uh, you. Um, they go to Beisdin with the uh, with the widow. My tamilomer yivim. So yesh lacha yivama achash ol lechalitz ve'eno leivim. There's one. Most of the time, there's a widow who ideally you should choose to marry her. There's one widow that you don't choose to marry her. Which one is that? Zechayvilavim. This would be if you're a kain gadol, 
And uh, since you can only marry um, uh, a non-widow, you have to marry someone who's never married before. In that case, she would be chayvelav, and there's no mitzvah yiba, you should do chalitza. Ema chayvekrisis. Maybe that's talking about a case where it would be cut off. Uh, he doesn't want to marry. If he wanted to, you can always do chalitza if you could do yibam. It has to be, you have a choice. If you could do yibam, you could do chalitza. And if you can't do chalitza, then you don't have a choice to do chalitza. So then, also, you really don't have a choice. No, the Torah calls her yivimto that you should give chalitza. So we're getting confused. Uh, is there a mitzvah to just give chalitza or not? Right, yeah. Now we're getting confused, right. Until now we're not, okay. There's two kinds of, uh, in the ideal world, a person should have a, a total choice. He could marry her, he could do yibam, or he could do chalitza. Our question is, what if there are reasons why you don't want to do yibam? Would there still be a mitzvah to do chalitza? And that's really the, the question that we're having. So we're saying that in one case, by the Koen Gadol, there is a mitzvah to do chalitza. And in the other case, by the erva, there's no mitzvah whatsoever. My rois, how do we know to differentiate that? Wait, mistav rechavi lavzin. I'll tell you why. Because even in the case where you're not supposed to marry her, if you did, it would work. You'd be married to her. Chavi krisis, like we said, if you wanted to marry your sister, your daughter, lo tosu kedushin. There, there's no marriage. So if there was a marriage, so then you have to give chalitza. If there was no marriage, then there's no reason to give chalitza. Mesiv Rava, Rava has a question. Isr mitzvah, isr kedusha. Let's say the woman is forbidden either, like uh, we said, uh, and we, we both, we learned them both ways, either it's a, kohen, it's a kohen or it's shnias, ba'ala o chalitzla. Now, if he did uh, do yibam or chalitza, niftisarasa, then the co-wife is exempt. Visa g'day chai If you want to say that, technically speaking, he has a mitzvah, for Chayve Lavin, and only Lechalitza Rami Leivam Lo Rami, he's not allowed to do Yibam. He's just allowed to do Chalitza. If he went ahead and did Yibam, why would that exempt the co wife? He really didn't. Um, it should all. Uh, the he question. Didn't do what he, was supposed to he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Is there a real scenario where he's just supposed to do Chalitza and not Yibam, is the question. So Umo, he asked the question and the answer. Let's study. It depends. Ketani Ba'alah, when it said he did do Yibam Ha'isr Mitzvah. That's talking about the case of the Kohen Gadol, uh, where it's just an Isr Mitzvah. Cholitzlo, that's referring to an Isr Kedusha. So that's, uh, the Kohen Gadol, uh, we said, is the Isr Mitzvah, that's, that's that you, technically you could say, Esei do Cholosasei. Okay. So therefore the Chalitza would work to exempt the co-wife because uh, uh, the Chalitza the works there. Uh, Mason Ravi has a question. Now we're going to have another category. We've had, we have, um, what about if the marriage was to a man who isn't supposed to be married because he's got broken parts? Uh, why, would, why would that work? In the, oh, this is the marriage in the first place. Yeah. Or Soros Adam, or he, had, uh, he, he, he was born normal and then he, he got sterile. Vahazakein, or he's too old to have kids. So, you can either do chalitza or yibam. Um, now, Rashi says here, now, how could you do yibam? There was no house to build. So Rashi says, we don't mean you should choose yibam, but if you did do yibam, it works. 
technically he was married to her, right? He just, he was an older man. Ketzer, Mesu, let's say he died. Vilham Achim, Vilham Nashim. Their brothers and their wives. Amdu Achim, Vasu, Maimon, Yerseim. And some of the brothers go and they make a Maimon. Nasnu get, Vachotzu. And they give a, a get and they give chalitza. Maisha asu asu. Uh, they did what they did. On the other hand, if they did yibim, it works. Meisu achim omdim heim vaasu maimer shesheim vanasu geder shachotzu maisha asu asu vim vaasu kaimu shim nemerlo. The issue here is that a man, if the brother is missing parts, he has no, he's not allowed to be married to a regular healthy woman. That's not supposed to. He's not to. allowed to pick her up in yibim. Correct. Anyway, so the because question he was, he couldn't build yeah. the house to begin with. Right. Because it says lo yava psuadaka, person who who's broken. Uh, and if you want to say, so what's the reason he can't marry her? Because there's a love for him to be married to a regular woman. So if in a case where there's a love, do you mean to say rami leave him low rami? That really he has a mitzvah to do chalitza, not to do yibum. In bolu, so then why if he did do yibum, amaykana? Why does it work? So um, that's, that's really what we're trying to figure out in this case, where a person is chayve lavin, where he's not supposed to marry the woman, why would it be if he went ahead and did yibum that the yibum worked? Really, I'll tell you why the kaigadol has no mitzvah, uh, it's not just chayve lavin. Even if she was just a widow from engagement, it's an essay and a los essay, even though she's a virgin. And uh, but the Morris says, yeah, but what about Mazeris and Nasina? What about those cases? Isn't that just Chayve Lavin? So the Morris says, there also it's a Lavin essay. You're not supposed to marry a Mamzer, and there's a mitzvah essay to be holy and not marry such people. So you could argue that the whole, anytime there's a mitzvah of Kedusha, not to marry anybody, Kedushin is, is Kaddish, right? And so isn't there an essay to marry the ones you're supposed to? So we don't like that answer. We're, again, we're trying to figure out is, if somebody has Chayve Lavin and he went ahead and gave Yibum, does it, uh, would it exempt the co-wife? Did it work? Or do we say since the Torah didn't want him to do Yibum, it doesn't work? That's really been our question all along. And so um, we're trying to figure out why is it in some cases it seems like it works, in some cases it doesn't. Really, it would work if she was a virgin. But if somebody knows a kind gadol once married a widow, then uh, somebody's going to come to marry a widow from the Suan who's not a virgin. I, the Morris says, what about Mazeris and Asina? There, there's always Chayve Lavin, so... Uh, in a case where there's a mitzvah to, uh, of Yibam, uh, to, there may be a case where there's not a mitzvah of Yibam, where we, we might think, You shouldn't be allowed to marry uh, your brother's wife, because what about if he's a brother from your mother's side where there is no mitzvah? The Morris says, well, we wouldn't be confused about that because Yibam Banachla Toli Rachmana. Yibam has to do with the father's side. It has to do with inheriting. Inheriting, you only go from the father's side. Made a yada ishish, made a yada, everybody would know. So then the Morris says, we're really getting into, if we're going to say we make rabbinic decrees about 
some women because of other women. What about Ishish Elo Banim, a woman who has no kids? You shouldn't give Yibam Banim. Maybe she has a kid and nobody's talking about it. Maybe we won't know. Right? Maybe that's that uh, you shouldn't never, never be allowed to do Yibam when there's no kids because how do you really know? Maybe there was a kid and we don't know. You'll make a mistake. The Morris says everybody knows that's the whole thing. It's it's your brother. You would know if he has a, a kid. But why can you, uh, a brother who met a brother where he has a mitzvah of he shouldn't be allowed. If we're assuming that people will confuse Yibam, so what about that? So Umar said, It depends on living, having a brother who lives at the same time. Everybody knows that. So Morris says, Kol Nashim, you should never be allowed to do Yibam. What about if she's one of these women missing equipments? That's not that common. But if that's true, Mabzeris and Nesina um, is also not that common. It's not a regular, they're not, they're, it's not common to have a Mabzeris. So again, we're looking, trying to figure out why sometimes we're allowing Chayve Lavin to exempt the co-wife and sometimes we're saying we're not allowed. So what's the story here? The first time he does Yibam, you're right. You would say the mitzvah pushes off the lav. But the second time, it's, it's, there's no more mitzvah anymore. That would be forbidden. So the problem here is that we can't have a marriage where you're only allowed to do it once. You can't stay married. He says, no. He says, when you have a lav and an essay, if there's a way to do both, good. Then the essay pushes off the losase. Here also, chalitza. Chalitza is a good option over here. You don't say, again, really our discussion all along, let's try not, is about chayve lavin. Those cases where the yavam is somebody you could marry, but the Torah says, thou shall not. But if you married her, it would work. And so our question is, why doesn't the essay push off the lav? The answer is, you don't have a mitzvah's essay of yiba because you have a very good option of chalitza. And you could do the essay of chalitza, and therefore there's no essay of yiba. And this solves the whole problem. The kaviyasim lo tase. Meisvu, the more it says, im But then we said, if you did it, it works. So that means it does. Uh, you could do, uh, you could do yiba, even though chalitza was an option. Chufta, you got me. So, that's 